0: Redeem your fifty percent off at rosettastone.com slash RS ten today.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Upperhand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Joey, who runs the Fantasy Football Analyst account on Instagram. Don't you gotta go check the that account. Don't forget the dots. Don't forget the dots. Between the words. Um so wanna go ahead and talk about some start sits this week for week five. Um this this football season is just going by super quick.
2: It's kind of a shame, because once it's over, then it it's going to be another sad off season. It's going to
1: be sad. Yeah. It's going to be sad. But uh, Enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts, exactly. I mean, it's fun. Uh, we got a couple guys coming back this week. Julian Edelman. Mark uh, Ingram. Mark Ingram's coming back. What do you Jimmy think? Smith. About Jimmy Smith. Was that? Jimmy Smith. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, you know what's funny? I put out this Start said article mm-hmm. today, and I mentioned this on Instagram already, uh, but... Somebody DM'd me and was like, hey, man, you were talking about Baker Mayfield, but instead you wrote Johnny Manziel. Like, I literally wrote Johnny Manziel in my article. In your article? Yep. And I never proofread my articles. Like, I don't proofread at all. I just keep typing, typing, typing. But it's funny. I feel you on that because once I'm It's not even the first time. This is probably the fourth or fifth time I've done that. Isn't that crazy? You're having flashbacks. In my mind, I just think they're the same person. I mean, I know they're not. Well, Manziel was the last person to win a game for the Browns before.
2: Was Baker. he really? I'm pretty sure. There you go. It's either him or RG three. Yeah, I'm. I'm
1: almost certain it was Manziel. They just like they're very similar in build. They just like kind mm-hmm. of like look like the same person. Manziel runs more. But... He does. He does. But anyway. But yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um. Now I do want to go over a little bit of news. First of all, the Packers wide receiver situation. Yeah. So none of the Packers Packers wide receivers are
2: practicing this week, including right. Geronimo Allison, who has a concussion, uh, Randall Cobb still dealing with the issues he's had from last week, and Hamstring. then Devontae Adams, w- what
1: was the injury? So he, he had a calf injury Calf injury yesterday. On Wednesday. Yeah. So that's not good. You never want an injury to pop up in the middle of the week. That's never a good thing. I mean, if injury happens in the game, you know, you have an extra couple days. But on a Wednesday, that's not good. So it is possible that Aaron Rodgers is without – is going to throw on on to Marquez Scantling Vasquez. Did I say his name right? <laughs> uh, or Equin- Vantes Scantling? Vantas Scantling is his name. Um, let me just—I'm I'm trying to. Valdez Scantling. Marquez Valdez Val- Scantling. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Marquez Valdez. Mm-hmm. Scantling. Marquez Valdez We're going to call Scantling. him MVS for okay. short. I How's that? Um, no, oh, he Marky did, Marky. he did play last week. He had like one long catch. Uh, for like 38 yards. Um, but Jeronimo allison he's still in the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he doesn't play, you're probably going to gonna see Jamon Moore on that side of the field. Uh, and then you have DeMonte Adams. And if he doesn't play, you're probably going to see Equinemius Sam Brown. So you're going to see three rookies <laughs> <laughs> at wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, who he has zero rapport with any of them. You know who would be a sneaky play at that point? Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery. He has over 100
2: receiving yards in the last two games. On eight catches, um, the last two games have been two of his best games. Oddly enough, with Aaron Jones back,
1: yeah, and and if you watch that game, there were a few snaps where Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery were on the field at the same yep. time uh, in the backfield, which is interesting. Now, how comfortable? Assuming all three of these guys are out, how comfortable would you be on a, on a scale of one to ten, starting Ty Montgomery in a twelve team PPR?
2: I would be very comfortable. Very comfortable in a PPR. Because you have to realize, I mean, Rodgers throws the ball a lot. We saw last week when Adams was – we we did great on calling Geronimo Allison because last week we saw Adams being covered by White, and we saw Allison being heavily relied on getting down the field. I believe he had over 10 targets. So you take away um, a guy like Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, and Geronimo Allison, you're left with Graham, three rookie wide receivers, and
1: then Montgomery. So, who has a rapport with Rodgers? Yeah. He's like the only guy – who, who will be on the field, who has a rapport with Riders.
2: And against Washington, he had six catches. Right. You're talking about a game where all three wide receivers are going to be out. If he gets six or seven catches, you figure that's at least 50 yards on top of a couple rushing attempts. He's good for over 10 points at least. Right. You know, if you're looking for a giant week, you might want to look elsewhere. But if you're looking for a so, Someone to hold of, you off type yeah, of thing. Yeah, if you're looking yep. for a decent flex play, he, he's a good option okay. if all three of them are out. Right, right, right. Now okay. let's say if if Allison's in. Because I think out of the three of them, Allison's the most likely to play. All he has to do is pass the protocol. Right. Right? So if Allison's in, he's w he's wide receiver one. Right. Are you comfortable with Montgomery? Are you still
1: saying he is? I think so, because you would assume that Darius Slay would be on mm-hmm. Allison, if that's the case, right? You know, whoever plays between Devonta Adams and Allison – Darius Slay will probably shadow that guy. I mean, I don't necessarily know if Darius Slay will shadow Ger- uh, Geronimo Allison. If it's three rookies, I mean, he's probably just covering whoever walks his way. Exactly, and he'll stay on, on, on his
2: side. Or size-wise. Uh, how, how tall is Slay? I don't know. Um, I can tell you right now. Because, I, ha- I have his height. Because I'm thinking Equanimous St. Brown is 6'5".
1: Is he really? Yeah. He, he's 6'5".
2: So, I mean, if Slay is a bigger... Bigger guy, and they might have him shadow him just because. Of the size no, Slay or, isn't.
1: I don't think Slay's a big guy. He's uh, he's six feet. Six feet. Six feet, six feet okay. Even. Yeah. So they'll probably have
2: one of the safeties, uh, you know, watching after equanimous. But
1: I mean, you got. Yeah. I mean, there, are you comfortable playing any of these wide receivers? Probably not, right? If anything, Marcus Gambling. Right. Only because he has one game with Rodgers. He's playing Only because in the slot. he's the most involved
2: rookie. Right. And he's uh. He had some flashes in preseason. He didn't look bad. I think he had one game rate over 100 yards. But, um,
1: I mean, whoever's lined up against Nevin, you have to choose
2: one of them. It'd be scantling for me.
1: I guess so. I'd probably stay away, obviously, Um, Mm -hmm. unless you're like in a 14 teamer or something like that. You're desperate at wide receiver. Um, 20 team league. I probably wouldn't wouldn't really go close to these guys. I'm I'm downgrading Aaron Rodgers too. Um, I don't think he's gonna. Do you you upgrade Aaron Jones? Um, I don't see any reason why I would. Honestly, um, it's not really about. It's really about snaps for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And regardless, I think he's not going to get enough touches or snaps in this game. Now, this is a relatively good matchup in the run game against the Lions. Uh, but is he going to get a significant amount of touches over Jamal Williams over Ty Montgomery? Uh, assuming Montgomery lines up in the backfield, we saw too.
2: a thirteen percent increase in snaps from. Week three to week four, which is positive, you know. I think he had eleven carries yeah. around there, yeah. so that's a good sign. But Hopefully so did Jamal Williams. That.
1: Jamal Williams also had eleven carries,
2: though. Exactly. So it's it's still a mess, and, um, and, and I think and you upgrade him a little bit, but he's not yeah. something um if especially in the twelve team, I'm not jumping to. Start. Right, and
1: in the Redskins, you know, in the Redskins game, they were down, mm-hmm. so they were trying to come back. So Aaron Jones isn't going to be the guy in the field. Yeah, uh, with Williams and Ty Montgomery being better pass catchers even though Aaron Jones is more dynamic in the pass game if he does catch the ball. Don't understand Um, these coaches. Yeah, I really don't. You Um, got a dynamic playmaker. Just keep him on your bench. That's fine. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, But, yeah, no, I I hope that in the the coming weeks he starts seeing some some real playing time. Devontae Freeman, uh, he should be good to go this week. Dan Quinn said that, reiterated again today that he will play. Uh, So I'm okay playing him. Um, I think he's ready. Um, I, He was practicing this week They were careful so, with him Yeah, they were pretty careful with him And I think he, he should be good to go And this high-scoring game, he's going to be in my lineup You know, Even though it, you might consider it risky Because he's coming off the injury um, I think the upside is a little too high in this game For me to have him on my bench
2: Yeah, Steelers and Falcons is more of just a start everybody, Start everybody, you know? exactly You're talking, before we start recording you talk about how you're starting Muhammad Sanu yeah. In like a 10-team league Yeah, I will The upside is there I upside mean, is
1: there Exactly. Um, Will Fuller, he expects to play this week.
2: Yeah, I saw the notification of was driving. Him.
1: Yeah, now the thing is with Will Fuller is that he said he feels better. Um, and if there's no setbacks throughout the week, he'll probably play. He wishes he could have played that second half last mm-hmm. week against Indy, but we'll see. Um, obviously, if he plays, uh, Kiki Kuti gets a downgrade. But I think he's still viable in PPR. Um, Deshaun Watson played with a slot wide receiver at Clemson, and that was one of the, his go-to guys. I, I think
2: Kiki's a little bit of an upgrade from Bruce Ellington, Hundred kind percent. of I think it's a big upgrade, honestly. Big upgrade. Yeah, I do. But either way, we saw, um, Ellington kind of have, uh, scattered value. It right. wasn't an every week kind of thing, um, but Kiki has a lot of value because you take a guy like Will Fuller, who has a lot of trouble staying in the field. Right. If Fuller does miss extended time, Kiki's the wide receiver, too. And I, that's just a good position to be in. So it, he, he
1: could end up seeing double-digit tar- targets every week. Ooh,
2: Alex Collins' knee was downgraded to did not practice for Thursday's practice. Oh,
1: there you go. That's not good. So, sound. Buck Allen, fire him up. Well, you know what? It's funny. I mean, Alex Collins was already on the down. I mean, after he fumbled on the goal line last week, that wasn't a good sign for him. You know, and yeah, if that I was had...
2: one of the reasons why he was on uh, Seattle's practice squad. Right. Right? I mean, ever since he came into the league, his biggest problem was fumbling. Yeah. He's, he's been a big play guy. He's big, been a big run guy. He hasn't been that this year. Right, exactly. You know, he's made a couple plays. He's got a touchdown or two, whatever. But the fact that he fumbled is just not good for his value. A guy like Kenneth Dixon, who's likely going to come back from IR later in the season. Yeah, he will. I think he's really going to be really back week 11.
1: Mm-hmm. So even though he can't stay healthy, um, it's worth taking a shot on him. Like later, when you get to like week eight, you know, pick him up just because if he can stay healthy, he's going to be the guy. And he can he has three down potential, and that's yeah. what we've been uh, hoping. You know, it's some you know we wanted him to get that opportunity uh, so he can like reach that potential, but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Another why we're kind of we were at the Texans before, so we'll just
2: kind of stay in that. Sure, boat. Um, Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue, the snap percentages from last week are scary for Lamar Miller. Owners. Very true. Lamar Miller had 53% of the snaps. Alfred Blue had 47 And
1: we and saw this late in the season last year, too.
2: Alfred Blue started to take over. He Alfred Blue is the only 100-yard rusher in the past two seasons for the Texans. <laughs> that's in one game. So I, I love that stat because I started him that week in DFS. That's It's kind of like a instinct thing. But um, that's really concerning for Lamar Miller owners – his job is not safe. Uh, it's We have yet to see how Foreman is doing. He's coming off an Achilles tear, which is not a good injury to have. No, it's not. But apparently but the,
1: the signs are pointing to him
2: being okay. Like They were very cautious, and they put him on the pup list. Yeah. He'll be back in two weeks. Yep. If he's he, on waivers, which he is in, I think, over 90% of leagues, you have an IR spot, throw him in your IR spot. You have an empty bench spot, throw him in your empty bench spot because – this guy will have no problem taking over that
1: backfield. I agree. Now a high-powered offense. I did take a look at the schedule. Uh-huh. Schedule isn't great, but in an offense like this, I don't think it matters mm-hmm. if you're a good runner behind. What is a decent offensive line in the run game? Um, I wouldn't hesitate. Especially to pick if they up. evolve him in the passing game as well. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't know if that's going to happen. I would assume Miller would be that third-down guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would give you know, uh, forming. Yeah. I don't know if they're getting the three down work, three down work, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I do, th- I do agree with you on 100%. Um, one of the reasons why I didn't mention it last week, because, um, my entire league, uh, watches my stories. Ooh. So I was like, you know what this is, I'm going to keep this one in my pocket. You know, like I put everything out there right on Instagram, all of my stuff. And I put almost everything, almost 100% up until mm. that point when I said, you know what? I'm going to keep – I saw the alpha boost snap count, and I'm like, mm, I'm going to keep this so one So if this doesn't show up on the podcast, are you telling me? It's going to show up on the podcast. Oh, it is? I don't edit okay. these things. As soon as we, <laughs> we hit stop recording, like I literally upload it, and that's it. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that's it for the news. Um, but that Alex Collins thing is interesting. Um, that's an interesting one. Not a not sign practice. for his value. See, there's not a good sign for him playing this week, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, so if you have Buck Allen, I think you got to fire him up. For sure if Alice Collins can't go. Okay, so before we get into the start sits, you, you found a couple of interesting facts yeah, so from I, week four.
2: Yeah, so I, I do a series on my page where every week after the Monday night game is over on oh, your I Instagram do, page. On my Instagram.
1: Fantasy.football Fantasy. Fantasy, Yes, correct.
2: Um I do my fifty facts of the week and these I post it right after the Monday games are over, and a lot of them are interesting facts. Um, I'm going to just read a couple of them for you guys right now and that I especially found interesting. So I'm going to start off with the fact that Corey Davis, of all the passing yards between Mariota and Gabbert, which is a total of 672 passing yards, Corey Davis has 312 of those yards. That's roughly 46% of all yards thrown. If you take Mariota's passes, uh, Mariota in total has 547 passing yards. So, Derek Henry, oh, not Derek Henry, Corey Davis has over half of Mariota's yards. I mean, That's some amazing. of that came from Gabbert, but point being, Corey Davis is good. Yep. Right. He
1: leads them in targets, yards, air yards, completions, everything.
2: Dee um, Dee Westbrook in PPR has more fantasy points than Marvin Jones. Wow. So, and in one game, Kiki Kuti. Has more fantasy points than Robbie Anderson.
1: That's hilarious. Right? I mean, L- Robbie think- just disappeared from this planet.
2: Yeah. So, um, I'll just read. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll read a couple more. Um, John Brown is averaging over 22.5 yards per reception and has more fantasy points than Odell Beckham Jr. right now.
1: Wow. That's an interesting one. Now... The, the interesting thing with john Brown is that his target share is going down a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know we'll he's see still
2: making big, he's making big boy. plays
1: for sure and he should be started but <clears throat> in a PPR league I don't think his floor is as high uh you know as somebody like i think Willie sneed's floor is kind of high um obviously I'm playing john Brown every single time over someone like Willie sneed uh but you know he might not get you that those six or seven reception games but something like last game where he had three catches for more than 100 yards
2: yeah for sure definitely definitely agree with that
1: um
2: I think that's yeah I think i will probably end it there yeah it's, uh, that's Carlos Hyde is the most rushing attempts out of any running back who? Carlos Hyde Carlos yeah. yeah even yeah. with Nick Chubb having a big game he's yeah. still being amazing well perfect. he
1: had three snaps Nick Chubb had three snaps three carries mm-hmm. 100 yards and two touchdowns amazing the best 4% snap carry <laughs> in NFL history <laughs> it has to be that's efficiency right there there you go um okay let's get into the start sits um Let's start talk about the starts. Now, I'm not going to talk about any obvious starts um, who have been getting it done for you, obviously. Start Alvin Kamara. So you better start Alvin Kamara. I'll stick to the guys who you might not be 100% sure about. Um, by the way, I Do like... Do you
2: want to uh, go this tonight's game first?
1: I haven't. Yeah, sure. I haven't mentioned Mark Ingram, um, but I'm starting him. Uh, you, you know, in, especially in PPR leagues, I think he's relatively safe. He should catch a couple balls.
2: I, I think the feeling for Mark Ingram right now is if you drafted him, it had to have been the fourth or fifth round, right? So you might have been stuck with an Alex Collins or right uh, Kenyon Drake exactly. for the first couple weeks, and, and you you're kind of desperate. Yeah, you have to. Ingram yeah, you have no so, I um,
1: mean, you know, ideally, you might want to see, you know, how he does while he's on your bench, but if, it's probably if not really between
2: a guy like James Connor or Mark Ingram. Exactly. If you have
1: Connor, right, so. start Connor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but we could talk about tonight's game. We could start with Sony Michelle. Um, you know, great start. Patriots I think so.
2: Blow them out of the
1: water. I think so. And this is a Patriots fan that we're oh, talking yeah. to right now. Um, I mean, it's going to be a positive game script most likely mm-hmm. for Michelle. Um, he has a good shot of getting twenty plus carries in this game. Andrew Luck, you know, he's down Ty Hilton. You know, he's going to be fighting, scraping <laughs> to get his guys relevant, which. To his credit, he did a great job of that last week, right? T. Y. Hilton and he's been was doing out. a great job. I mean, Ryan yeah.
2: Grant, uh, Chester Rogers, Zach Pascal. That's how
1: you know a quarterback is good. Yeah, he's he's he's, back. he's he's making unknown guys productive. Yes. Um, either way, um, you know, with Julian Edelman back, the Patriots, I think they they're going to run less twelve personnel, less twenty one personnel, meaning, you know, less two tight end sets, uh, less uh, fullback sets with two wide receivers only you know they'll get rid of that fullback and throw a slot you know have three wide receiver sets with edelman out um which is more 11 personnel so that should leave michelle with less stacked boxes which is one of the reasons why i wanted to trade for michelle because mm-hmm. i noticed that they're only running out of two wide receiver sets with one fullback in the back one tight end and that's not how they usually operate and that's only because they didn't have the personnel they didn't have edelman here a So of now of the
2: used now and it's the block right
1: exactly exactly so He's, uh, Michelle has seen a ton of base defensive base formations, you know, and with one less defender in the box, I think he should be able to find even more holes. Um, so there, and plus on top of that, there are only two guys in this backfield who are relevant, right? Yeah. Him and James White. So, you know, I'm playing him in any given week. If, as this offense finds its groove, Gronk is expected to play tonight. Um, so that should benefit him as well. Um Patriots favored by ten points, I think it's a slam dunk.
2: Yeah, so uh worth noting Jack Doyle, TY Hilton, both out. Um I think we're gonna temper our expectations for a few guys. Yep. Uh Gronk being yep. one of them. I think this is more of a he can walk, so we're gonna play him. Right. To draw coverage to Right. You know, take pressure to block, even...
1: And if you have Gronk, like, I would just make sure that you have a backup plan, even though they say that he's expected to play. Mm-hmm. We saw this on a Thursday night last year. I think it was against the Bucks, where last minute, they declared him out.
2: And you have to understand, for the Patriots, a lot of what they do is... I I think I I saw a report. It was like Tom Brady was questionable for 16 weeks (laughs) just to keep teams guessing. Oh, what if he doesn't play? So the Patriots are all about that. They could totally be at the last second. Oh, Gronk isn't playing. Because the Colts are making a game plan for Gronk. You have to make a game plan for this kind of
1: guy. 100%. Um,
2: I mean, if you somehow are deciding between, okay, uh, Gronk or George Kittle?
1: I'm playing Gronk. Playing Gronk? Yeah. I'm playing Gronk. Listen, if Gronk is active... Mm-hmm. I'm playing him, especially with Edelman back um, mm-hmm. against this cold secondary, who is really banged up right now. Um, they've been playing well, but I'm still playing Gronk. I'm not gonna get cute. I think George Kittle, you know, he has he had a big game with uh, uh, with CJ Beathard, mm-hmm. and he's had, he had a big game with CJ Beathard last year too, but he surrounded those big that big game with not so great games. So I don't think that you know Kittle's uh, like. I don't think he's earned enough for me to start him over Gronk. That, I'm just asking because I've yeah.
2: seen so many questions like that. Kittle and right. Kittle or Gronk. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, no, I mean... You know it, another question I've gotten? Sure. Should Somebody commented, should I trade Odo Beckham Jr. for Aaron Jones?
1: Wow. See, that's an example of somebody underperforming. You're selling him low, and you're buying Aaron Jones in the height. Um, and you got to be careful there with that. You know, it's, it's easy to do that because you might be losing, mm-hmm. but... Somebody in your league, somebody in your league is going to give you a lot for Odell Beckham. Um, you you got to always with studs. You got to reach high. You got to like aim high. Like who can I get? If I'm losing and I have Odell, I'm doing a two for one. But I'm getting good guys back. I'm getting guys who are producing for me every single week. And Aaron Jones is because he had a touchdown last week. Eleven carries isn't going to do it. One hundred percent.
2: And one guy. Just I'll, I'll end this with this. Um, Temper expectations for James Wayne. Yep. He's been heavily relied on with the lack of passing weapons in New England. Um, he's been very efficient, but as far as the ground game goes, Sonny Michel had over 20 carries last week. Wouldn't be surprised if he saw that this week. This is going to be a positive game script. Not going to be a whole bunch of two minute, you know, must score situations. Um, Edelman's back, and that's the biggest thing because. I think I think a, a while ago I talked about how good White was going to be because of the fact that Edelman and Amendola were with the team. Hundred percent. Amendola obviously in Miami, but when Edelman's on the field, he takes over that slot role, which is what James White has really been doing. He's been a exactly. short pass. So, temper expectations with James White. Sell him high, even if you can. Right. Um, I just don't think he's going to have a consistent role from this point on. He is captain. And he's been doing very well. He's currently the sixth best running back Amazing. in PPR. Amazing, so.
1: yeah. And you know, if this is kind of his peak point yes. right now after week four, so even though he'll be viable for the rest of the season, if you can get, if you can package him up and get like a Melvin Gordon, you know what I mean? Because you know, he has guys, more fantasy
2: points than. Kareem Hunt, David Johnson. I mean, imagine getting David Johnson for James White. That's what I'm saying. So, um, you it's know, and people too. are
1: frustrated, and they'll make that deal today. You got to do it before tonight's game, though. You know, um, you got to make sure you get last-minute trades in. Yeah. Um, as far this, as Julian Edelman goes, um, this is a testament to how good Edelman could be. 100. I mean, he's sliding back into that slot wide receiver role. Um, the Colts haven't been great against the slot this year, but they've had some injury issues. Kenny Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, their slot wide receiver. I mean, their nickel corner is out. Nate Harrison, their other nickel corner, is banged up. Um, you know, Nate Harrison's been playing on the outside a little bit more, but this bodes well for the slot in this game. Um, Gronk's banged up, so
2: this just bodes well for the Patriots yeah. in general. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think just... so. I
1: think I think Edelman in the, he can get like ten plus targets in this game. You know, get like a nice like nine for seventy. I think for... Edelman's gonna come back
2: with the statement as a Patriots fan. Brady misses him. Edelman hasn't played a game in... It's like felt like almost two seasons. Right. It's been years since we When seen they him asked action.
1: Brady if Edelman was going to be ready for this game. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah. He said he was excited. Oh, yeah. He was excited. So, so that's that's a good don't sign.
2: Don't worry about throwing Edelman into your lineups. So I just threw him into like three of my lineups like right. this week. So.
1: Right, right, exactly. exactly. Um, now, as far as the on the cold side of things. Oh, yeah. We totally now, forgot about talking about the cold. Of course you did, Patriots fan. <laughs> um, let's talk about these wide receivers real quick okay the Colts they're going to be down right in this game Andrew Luck he can potentially have another 60 attempts in this game mm-hmm. um and no no T.Y. Hilton so you got Chester Rogers you got Ryan Grant you got Zach Pascal um now if I had to take a shot at like figuring this wide receiver out,
2: I would take Naheem Hines
1: right yeah same <laughs> here we'll talk about him we'll talk about him but, but as
2: far as wide receivers um here you, you, you go yeah so I'll take a, a shot
1: right so I think Ryan Grant has the highest floor mm-hmm. in PPR. I think Rogers has the h- highest overall upside in PPR, and then I think Pascal probably has it's the best high. shot at a touchdown, mm-hmm. just because he's a bigger dude. Yeah. Um. There, there. it is. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't like you know rocket science. It's also not so- something that uh, I think it's is for um, sure. I w- I'm trying to stay away. Uh-huh. But like these are obviously all great like tournament GP play deep gpp dfs place because you know you pick the guy who's lowest owned if you know who that is and just roll with it
2: yeah i think uh like you said ryan grant grant definitely has the safest floor he's been the most consistent out of the wideouts um we kind of saw chester rogers move into the wide receiver one role with hilton in and out of the game um but if if he's gonna be covered by Stefan Gilmore, is that really a matchup that entices you? I mean, overall I mean, these are the, the ball has to go somewhere. Yeah, the thing is And if that, Andrew Luck's throwing it sixty times. Yeah,
1: and and they're not like like long a dot type of throws. Mm-hmm. You know, they're short throws to everybody. And I think um, they're gonna
2: to have to I think they know that that's how they're going to have to game plan. They're going right. to have to do out routes and slants. Right. And right. You're not going to be able to chuck it down the field with right. these players. Exactly.
1: So, Obviously, Ebron is a must play uh, in oh, this yeah. matchup because he'll probably probably get like at least ten targets in this game. I think that's a given. I think and he's been
2: seeing ten targets a game. Yeah, with Ty Hilton. Exactly. On the field, exactly. So.
1: so I didn't want to say fifteen, but you know it's possible <laughs> in this game. It's, you know, with the, and, I, I mean, think about it. If Angelo throws it sixty times, which he which he's done this year, um, and Ebron sees a 25% target share, that's 15 targets. (laughs) So that's very viable. Um, Now, Naheem Hines, right? I'm really... best wide receiver. PPR is like kind of where I want to start him. I don't really want to start him in any other format. But now, in the three games, the Colts had to come back in. The Redskins Redskins game was the only game they were up, right? In -hmm. those three games they were coming back in, Naheem Hines caught... Seven of nine balls, five of five, and nine of 11. He's averaging 36 routes per game. Now, the only game he caught one ball in was against the Redskins, where they were already up. Um, And in the last two games where they had to catch up, he saw 69% of snaps and 73% of snaps the week before. So tonight, he's probably going to see a similar number. The Patriots are favored to win by 10. Um, T.Y. Hilton out, more targets to distribute. And I doubt the Patriots linebackers are going to be able to cover Hines well. Um, you know, according seems to, football, to always be the Patriots' problem. Exactly. Running backs, catching passes. According out of the to the football go. outsiders, the Patriots are 27th DVOA in covering those pass-catching running backs. So I think he's a good start this week. He has a high floor, and I think he has a little bit of upside
2: too. 100%. I, I agree with that completely. Um, Wilkins, I mean, whether it's the line or the opportunities, he just really has not been the guy that we've hoped.
1: And even um, if he is a little bit successful – it will be for like the first quarter, mm-hmm. you know, one and a half quarters. And then probably going to be see like
2: maybe a couple four or five-yard runs. Sure, sure. Uh, he he could think. be a
1: little successful, but I don't see him getting more than 10 carries.
2: I don't think that line's going to make any holes. and I, uh, As well as Hilton and Doyle being out, I believe there were some offensive linemen that were out too. I, I don't know if Anthony Costanzo back in. Oh, I heard about that. Other starting yes, the other starting offensive linemen that. are out as well. So,
1: that bodes well for Hines as well.
2: That blows well for Hyde because they're just going to need to dump it off. More, exactly. Especially if Andrew Luck's under pressure, which the Patriots get Trey Flowers back. This oh, game, they do. Their yeah. best pass rusher. There you so, go.
1: There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so moving on. We, we spoke about Mohamed Sanu. So we're going to move on from this game. Um, mm-hmm. Falcons game. Falcons Steelers should be the best game of the week. Who are you sitting from that?
2: That's a. I think that's a hard question. Who sitting? That's a and good question. And who are you question. starting who, Who out of all those players you say are you sitting? Are you sitting Austin James Hooper? James Washington. James Washington, you're sitting. I'm gonna sit him. I agree with that because Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Switzer has been seeing more work than him. Yeah, Washington hasn't really been too. But uh, now that we say that, he's gonna catch like a 70 I know. Or right?
1: I mean, you're starting everybody. I mean, it's really Juju, AB, Vance McDonald, and maybe Ryan Switzer. Are you are you starting Vance McDonald
2: or Jesse James? Yeah, or are I would you rather just start totally McDonald. Vance McDonald.
1: McDonald just because he's running more routes. Um, he's get he's getting more work. He's more of a big play threat too. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go McDonald. Yeah. Since McDonald's come back, um, he's had more targets, uh, more yards, more. And sessions, we've seen all McDonald
2: that. take over in the playoffs of last year. Yeah, no, he's a season, pretty though. talented
1: guy. I mean, when you look at his metrics, they rank up there with the Gronks and the Kelsies, yep. um and the Jordan Reed. So you know he has.
2: I, st- I still don't understand how San Francisco let him go.
1: I know. Well, it was injuries. You know, he just yeah. couldn't stay healthy. You know, and like they just didn't want anything to do. And now at look, least the Steelers have good insurance.
2: Which and now they games. got brittle
1: Kittle. So brittle it's kid. not really, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not really much of an improvement there. Um, what about Austin Hooper? Is it, I mean, I feel like he's such a wild card. He's a wild card. The he's Falcons more than a wild card. The Falcons put up 50 points and he could have one catch. 100%. I'm the, I don't trust him at all. If you need a flyer. If you're desperate. If like, you're desperate. It's, you have no one else. Yeah, exactly. And it's it could be worth putting him in there just because, you know, you have a a better shot at a touchdown than you would in most games. Just because of how high. I mean, total in this game is about 57 points. So, kind of, kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but Mohamed yeah. Sanu. We're going to talk about him. So, it's a high-flying shootout, right? Um, there's going to be enough to go around for Ridley, Julio, Sanu. The Steelers were up against a tough Ravens defense last week. Um, they usually light it up at home. Uh, they're back at home this week. I don't think they're going to have a problem lighting up against this Falcons defense, who's been terrible mm-hmm. since losing all those guys. Um, Matt Ryan, he's going to be forced to sling it. You know, Sanu has been, come th- has been coming through for fantasy over the last two weeks. Last week... He grabbed six of nine targets for 100 yards, um, and he out-targeted Calvin Ridley 9-6. to He out-snapped Calvin Ridley 79% to 54%. So, you know, he got seven to nine targets the last two weeks, uh, and those both were shootouts. So this is a specific matchup that I'm perfectly fine playing him in. Sunu, he's played on either the left side or in the slot on 85% of his snaps, and that's exactly where you want to line up against the Patriots away from Joe Hayden. Um, they've given up the fifth most and third most fantasy points to each position, respectively. So, I'm all in on Sanu this week. I picked him up in a 10-team league I'm playing even out.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I saw that correctly, but I, think, I, I don't know if Joe Huyen was even playing.
1: This week? Yeah. I'm going to check Twitter right now. Yeah,
2: you, you double-check that. I might be wrong. But um, Muhammad Sanu, definitely a decent play and available in a lot of leagues right now. I mean, we saw him drop once Calvin Ridley's production went up. I'm trying to pull up the exact number right now, but I saw him on flyers in one of my other leagues. I gladly picked him up. Yeah. He's only 51% of the leagues.
1: Right, right. And and I think I only picked him up this week because of the matchup. He's not necessarily a one, someone I want to roster. Not long term. Not but long term. But if I, you need a flyer for this week. For this week, I mean, he's a, I think he's more than a flyer. I think he's a pretty pretty good bet. I mean, we've seen him produce last year too at times. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm good starting soon this week. Um, so John Brown, Michael Crabtree was such a huge disappointment last week. He dropped like three balls, um, three wall-placed balls, and for a good amount of yardage too. I mean, he would have had a good fantasy <laughs> game last week, but he really crapped the bed. Um, yeah, I know. John Brown, another yeah, good matchup too. this week. Um, Crabtree has a good matchup too, but obviously you're going to have to go John Brown every single week over Crabtree. Denzel Ward, he's been a good rookie cornerback, but the Browns given up the sixth most and third most fantasy points to the perimeter, um, right side and left side, respectively. So Brown lines up on the outside 75% of the time, and I think he should be able to take advantage. Now EJ Gaines is on that other side, so he should be able to take advantage of that dude. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely all in on John Brown this week.
2: And re- regardless of that, I mean, we, we've mentioned it before, John Brown right now is healthy, and he has to take yeah. advantage of that. Exactly. When he's healthy, he's a playmaker, and he's – He's just a great football player. He's
1: a great wide receiver. As long as he's healthy, you got to play him. And you know, and I, I, the reason why I put these guys in my articles and the, talk about them in these podcasts is because I'm getting a lot of questions like, John Brown or, and the, the answer is usually John Brown. Um, right Emmanuel down. Sanders, uh, you know, he had a couple not so great games, um, but I think Sanders has survived despite Case Keenum not playing so well. Um, this week he, he's going up against Buster Screen. In, this, in the nickel and against the Jets. They've allowed the six most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. Um, they've actually been pretty good on the perimeter with Tremaine Johnson and especially Morris Claiborne, who's been pretty underrated last year and continues to be this year. Uh, not that Sanders wasn't already Kingdom's favorite target, mm-hmm. but he lines up in the best possible slot spot for this particular matchup. Um which is the slot. Um, uh, screen, you know, Buster Screen has been playing well. He's been heavily targeted in the first four weeks of the season. Um, and the weakness in this defense has been exposed already. So I, I, it's going to be hard for me not to have Sanders in my lineup this week.
2: Yeah, and some just one interesting fact about Manuel Sanders. His stats have been a little inflated. Um, he actually has... 11.3 points from miscellaneous as in terms of rushing. Right. Believe it or not. Exactly. Like, I think he had a 35 yard run for a touchdown the other week, and he'd been rushing the ball one or two times a game. Yeah, it's he has. Weird. Without his rushing stats, he falls out of the top 25 wide receivers. Right.
1: And it's funny, though. He is a top, he's the only wide receiver in the top 30 mm-hmm. who hasn't had a red zone target yet.
2: Wow, that's a good stat. I should have used that one.
1: Yeah, it's a good one, and it's it bodes well for him, I think because even without the red zone targets, he's still viable. And I think if those red zone targets start to come, um, you know, the opportunity should progress back to the mean, and he should, once they get to the red zone, and they're not getting just goal line carries, um, you know, if they're too close to the red zone, mm-hmm. obviously you're going to have Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay run it in. That Lindsay goal line carry was interesting last week. It really was. But either way... Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders will probably get there, start scoring some touchdowns. Um, Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate, uh, Packers. So Tremont Williams uh, on the Packers, um, they're one of their cornerbacks, he's been playing really well this year. He hasn't allowed a ton of fantasy points um, to wide receivers on his side of the field. Um, Marvin, have the
2: rookies been doing? The rookie corners.
1: Not as good. Not as good. M- Marvin Jones lines up on that side most of the time. Um, and obviously, you're starting Golden Tate, right? He, he, he's been balling this year. Number
2: four wide receiver. Right Especially now. last
1: week, he killed it. Um, his matchup... Now, his matchup against Jair Alexander is... I think is easy money. Like, I think he's going to handle that. Uh, Kenny Galladay against Kevin King is another matchup he can win. Um, now, these two corners, they're giving up the 11th and 5th most fantasy points in the slot and that right side, respectively. Um, Alexander, specifically, he's been giving up almost half a point per route run against him. So, Tate... He should have a field day. This could be a high-scoring game, but it really depends on whether these, wide whether these wide receivers play for Aaron Rodgers. So their lines are at home, um, but I think regardless, these two are good starts.
2: I, I always feel like uh, divisional matchups are like something else. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent, they're total toss-ups because even if let's say the Patriots are let's say twelve and two, and they go against the Jets, who are. 2-12, and 12, and the Jets could easily win that game just because totally about Matt. So exactly. and it's the second I think time it's going to be, no matter what, a close game. You're going to see a lot of guys involved from both sides. Um, that kind of makes me feel safer about starting guys like Golden Tate, Kenny Holiday, and uh, even on Johnson.
1: Yeah? Are you going to start KJ this week?
2: I, I I think so. I mean, I mean if he doesn't get that it,
1: touchdown last week, you're, you're kind of disappointed.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean... Uh, is, is Mike Daniels playing? I know he's been injured. I think he's playing. He's playing. So that doesn't help. I, it depends on who else you have. I'm not too worried about starting carry-on. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a closer game, and we can see him involved more. But Theo Riddick has also been dominating. this. Not dominating, but Theo Riddick's been owning the snaps. Yeah, and, and, so. and it,
1: is, it doesn't seem like Theo Riddick's going away. Mm-hmm. If anybody's going to go away, it's blunt. Um, yeah. Because he's been terrible. At the same time, we don't have any guarantee that that's gonna happen, and until I see it, it's gonna be pretty tough for me to start carry on I mean carry on you know he had the eight rush you know like that touchdown that he had was from eight yards away mm-hmm. um, so if that was a little bit closer, would we have seen blunt instead um so that's the kind of the question that I pose um so that's why I'm not as you know, keen on starting carry on obviously mm-hmm. buy weeks, injuries, that sort of thing, you know, roll them in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you, uh, if you, if you need somebody, you know, who's going to be efficient and on, on less work, you know, he's the guy, mm-hmm. right? You, you obviously don't want to start someone like Jamal Williams, who's getting the same amount of work, but sucks. Um, you want to start something like Karen carry Johnson 5.7 yards. Per
2: yeah, carry. yeah.
1: He's killing it. He's killing it. He just needs more work. That, that's the thing. Um, so, same game, Geronimo Allison. Now, if he gets through the concussion protocol, um, it really depends on Devontae Adams, right? Devonte Devontae Adams plays, he'll luckily be shadowed by Darius Slay. And if that's the case, Geronimo Allison will probably get Nevin Lawson, you know, who hasn't been as good. Now, the Lions haven't given up too many points to wide receivers in general. Um, but, you know, you, ha- you, you might not see any of these wide receivers like we said. So, you know... Just monitor it, um, but just know that if um, if Devonta Adams does play, I think Allison is a pretty good play as well. Okay, uh, Nelson Aguilar. He's an interesting guy. Now, in the two games since Carson Wentz returned, Aguilar just hasn't produced. Um, but I'm going to say that those two matchups were a little bit on the tougher side for slot wide receivers. The Eagles, they were still also trying to figure out that shaky wide receiver core that they had. They had just added Jordan Matthews, um, you know, you know, you had Alshon Jeffrey come back, so a little shaky, right? Aguilar did see 12 targets last week, you know, in Alshon Jeffrey's return. Um, it's still a game he would like to forget. He had a fumble, some drop passes. It, it was bad. Um, but this week, Alshon Jeffrey, Jeffrey will likely be shadowed by Xavier Rhodes. And even though Jeffrey can probably still win that matchup at times, um, I do think Wentz will likely try to take advantage of the Vikings, you know, Mackenzie alexander His inability to cover the slot is well known at this point. So far, they've given up the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. Alexander has been given up more than half a fantasy point per run route against him. He was already playing bad before the Rams wide receivers destroyed him last week. I think it's a nice get-right spot for Aguilar, who's been underwhelming, but I wouldn't get too cute with other options in PPR. Um, He's seen less than 10 targets only once in the four games. He's played this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm okay starting Aguilar, even with um, the bad games he's had over the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, you're probably going to start TJ Yeldon uh, with Fournette out. You're going to start him. There's a chance they work in Corey Grant a little bit more than we think. Um, Yeldon is the primary guy, obviously. He's a better start in PPR leagues than non PPR, but this Kansas City defense, they're giving up 5.7 yards per carry. Right now, and I think they can make Yeldon look better than he is. I was never really a Yeldon fan ever. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good pass catcher, um, but in between the tackles, off tackle, not really a big fan. But against opportunities there, opportunities there, and good um, matchup.
2: Is this a Blake Bortles on or off week?
1: I think it's on week for Blake I mean, Bortles. It, I think it has to be has against to be. KC, right? Yeah, I think so. And plus, you know, when Leonard Fournette doesn't play, Jets fan news.
2: Quincy Anunua, Hip was added to the Jets injury report as a limited participant at Thursday practice. That's limited is good. I mean, not good. Obviously, he's hurt.
1: It's not like he was a DNP like Alan. Yeah, Collins. but
2: if he, if he was a, did not practice, then would be concern definitely. Yeah.
1: concerning. Right. Okay. Anyway, so. no, 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 no. It's no. I agree with you. I think Blake Bortles. It could be a a, a nice passing game for him. Uh, Keenan Cole, someone I'll mention later. You know, has a good matchup. Um, he could take advantage of that. And if Keenan Cole, Keelan Cole can get it going, um, Bortles will probably have a good day. Um, and when uh, Leonard Fournette doesn't play, doesn't start the game, the game plan is a little bit different, and we notice that Blake Bortles throws, he's averaging about half a touchdown more per game. He's averaging about 60 yards more per game, Um, so usually Blake Bortles airs that a little bit more. Um, Chris Thompson, the Saints, they're likely going to get out to a lead at home on Monday night. I think the game script's going to play out in Thompson's favor over Peterson. Um, I think Peterson will probably see the field in the beginning of the game. You know, but I can't imagine him having that much success anyway. You know, the Saints are only giving up 3.2 yards per carry. That's the best in the league. And you know, when the game script favors Thompson, he's relatively healthy. You got to play him, especially in PPR leagues. He's super efficient and he's going to get touches this game. I
2: think a lot of people are scared of his uh, Chris Thompson's dead week.
1: I think so too. And you got to understand when to play him. I mean, it happens, right? And I I don't think we expected AP um, had a big game. He did, and I don't think we expected that. That game script, Yeah, that game script. But it happens, and and in this game, you would expect the Saints to go up at home. So uh, it's going to be tough to like kind of de- you know decide when to play him. But I think this is a, a good spot for him, especially because they're not going to be able to run the ball. Um, the Saints are pretty stout against the run, and their their passing defense is pretty bad. So I think you got to take Thompson either way. Okay, a couple desperate starts. Uh, I'm going to start with Keelan Cole. Um, it was D.D. last week. Um, he had the advantageous matchup in the slot against the Jets. But I think Cole has the advantage this week um, against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, they've been terrible, right, against wide receivers, particularly on the outside where Cole lines up more than 70% of the time. Uh, Didi Westbrook barely leaves the slot. And even though I'm not worried about that matchup, I'm not. You know, I think the outside is where the Chiefs are the most vulnerable. Uh, Dante Moncrief plays on the outside as well. But you know, before last week, he hasn't. He didn't surpass thirty-four yards. Moncrief um,
2: have have uh, has has had some drops. He's had some fumbles. He's not
1: a good. I, I mean, I, I've said this before. I just don't think he's that good. Uh, but you know, he'll get opportunity, and sometimes with opportunity, you know, you'll you'll be okay. Um, and remember, we talked about all three of those wide receivers that Andrew Luck made relevant. Mm-hmm. I think Dante Moncrief was an example of that. Um, I agree with you, and he got paid. Um, because of it. Hopefully these three get three get paid too because Andrew Luck, that'll be nice. Um, You know, and so I'm not going to bet on a wide receiver who isn't so great in creating separation, uh, but the Jaguars, they're probably, you know, they're not going to depend on their defense to get, to get a win in KC. This offense is rolling, so I would expect them to want to score some points. So, you know, the, I, f- I expect the offensive game plan to be a little bit more aggressive. Leonard Fournette's out, and like I said, Bortles has thrown... You know, 1.8 touchdowns per game compared to 1.3 touchdowns per game. Uh, extra 65 yards per game when Fournette's miss over this over this year and last year since since Fournette has been in the league. So I think picking between these wide receivers is never easy, but you know, and you'll probably get it wrong. But I think Cole can provide that ceiling you need in your lineup this week. As far as the guy to own, I think is probably Dee But I think in this matchup, I think if you need some upside, go Cole.
2: Yeah, and uh, just one more interesting fact about Moncrief. Uh, out of 22 targets, healing, he only has 12 catches. Yeah, that's not good. Um, and it's not a Bleak Bortles issue. Keelan has 24 targets, 17 catches. D.D. Westbrook, 28 for 21. And Bleak Bortles is completing 64.7% of his passes, which is average. Right? right. I mean, it's not anything, yeah. and anything under is, 60. Moncrief is good. close to 50. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it just doesn't bode well for Moncrief's ability right. to right. play.
1: I think another guy who could flash this week is Kenny Stills. It's another one. It's tough to predict, mm-hmm. right? And that's why these are desperate starts because you're kind of going for it. Um, and you're never, never going to know when he's going to have that big player for a touchdown, but I think he has a good chance against the Bengals. Now, a guy that I thought and a lot of people thought who was a potential uh, shutdown corner Willie coming Jackson. into this league, Willie Justin III, but he's been terrible. Um, he hasn't been good this year. Um Kenny Stills moves all around the formation. He's going to see both Jackson and Drake Kirkpatrick. They've allowed the ninth and second most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on their sides. Now, for, for, for William Jackson III to give up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up against him, that's very surprising to me coming into this year. But, you know, he's simply not been good. So, it's always tough to start a guy like Stills in this weird Dolphins offense, but if you're desperate, you need some upside. I think he's a good play in that regard. I think as, as far as DFS and tournaments too, I think he's a good play. Um, so is Keelan Cole, just because you know everyone's on Moncr- uh, I'm, I'm sorry, everyone's on uh, Westbrook. Westbrook right now. Um, you can sell
2: Westbrook very high right now. Surprisingly. What's that? You can sell like a you could sell Westbrook in like redraft leagues. Like you can really like
1: 100. And because he had a couple of good games and he was a hot name on the waiver wire, I think that's a re- a good time to sell a guy, just because you know there's a little bit of fire under his name. And you gotta you gotta admit that you know these wide receivers, whoever's gonna have a big game, it's gonna be week to week. You're never gonna know who it's is gonna be. Exactly. Um, Taewon Taylor, another guy I want to talk about. Corey Davis, he's probably gonna be locked up with Tre'Davious White. Um, so Taylor, I think he's just gonna see extra opportunity. Have they moved Davis around? I mean, they have... moved. He moved around a ton. They move him around a ton, <laughs> but he plays primarily on the outside. Yeah. He's probably gonna play the slot like twenty percent of the time or so. So, I don't think it's enough for me to say, like, oh, okay, like, he'll be fine. Because Tradavius White travels. He doesn't travel into the slot, though. But Corey Davis will, a little bit. Um, So, you know, as far as Taewon Taylor, he's explosive. He's starting to get some volume. Rashad Matthews out of the way. Um, Taylor is clearly the number two option in that that passing offense. 22% target share in week three, 21% in week four. If you watched last week's game, you know you'll see that taylor's getting the ball all over the field intermediate short deep um he had plays dialed up for him he had you know he had 162 air yards over the last two weeks so that's that tells you all you need to know i mean he's that's a pretty healthy number um you know when you're talking about trying to get somebody the ball deep intermediate all that's a good sign they're trying to get him the ball that's the point um and that's where Mariota went on a critical fourth and long play to extend the game uh, in overtime to win. this past Sunday. Also to win for the touchdown as well. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, when I see a young and explosive wide receiver getting volume, that's someone I want on my fantasy team, first of all. And I think, you know, we can hopefully depend on the volume in PPR this week. He has big play upside. And the matchup against Ryan Lewis, Teron Johnson, they're, they're, they're good matchups. So he should produce with volume, especially with Corey Davis locked up. Um, so a couple of guys, these guys are, are huge flyers. These are pretty desperate starts. Jamison Crowder, Paul Richardson, um, you know, but, you know, P.J. Williams, he got destroyed by Calvin Ridley, right, the week before. He he gave up a great game to Sterling Shepard last week. You know, Crowder, he hasn't seen volume, um, but he's a guy who you can plug in this week and actually hope that something happens like in this Redskins attempt to come back against the Saints at home. Uh, As far as Paul Richardson, Ken Crawley and that left side of the Saints defense has allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers, yeah. so he's also a shot. I mean, he caught a long touchdown in week three before his bye, so he can do something similar this week. I think both a long shot plays, uh, Richardson being another potential DFS tournament play.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, Richardson, for what it's worth, has been the best Redskins wide receiver. But he's seen a total of 14 targets. Um, It's it's just not... Something I'm really interested in. Not at all.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, they're pretty desperate though, but this is just an example of, you know, looking at the matchup, looking mm -hmm. at, you know, who might be down, um, looking at this specific matchup in general, just because PJ Williams. Like, you're literally making a lineup decision because PJ Williams is their their nickel corner, (laughs) pretty much. And same thing with Ken Crawley, Um, but not recommended it's just like you're in a deep 14 team league or something like that and you need a flyer um that's kind of how i treat these guys um aaron jones like you mentioned him like i'm not comfortable starting him until jamal williams starts playing less snaps you know he gets more volume than jones than than williams um i think jones played 38% of snaps williams played 37% if i'm not mistaken yeah no you're right, right. is that right okay so with that said like i think the lions you know the lions are allowing 5.6 yards per carry to running back so I think Jones can do some work on limited touches so Um, when we're talking
2: about desperate start this is like desperate
1: this is pretty desperate Um, I I think he's less desperate than what we just talked about like I think he's a lot less desperate than Jameson Crowder and Paul Richardson (laughs) you know I would much rather start I don't even put them in the same category like Aaron Jones is pretty desperate And then Paul Richardson and Jameson Crowder are, like, super, super desperate. It's like Um,
2: 20-team, like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So,
1: I think Aaron Jones is still a desperation play. Obviously, you're holding him to see that hopefully he gets more work. But he has decent upside. I would say that. Um, Dalvin Cook, we just got a notification. He's still silent on Thursday's practice. That's not (laughs) a good sign at all. On Monday, he came out and said that, you know, he he wasn't right. He wasn't 100%. Um, and I'm just going to talk about him. Let's talk about Dalvin Cook. Um, I'm not trying to play the Dalvin Cook game this week um, against Philly. Yeah, I mean, and on top of that, Minnesota's offensive line is struggling. He's not healthy. Eagles are long 3.4 yards per carry. I don't know in PPR. I don't know. Am I okay PPR, with it? You're
2: hoping that they play from behind. And yeah, they're able to keep giving him the ball, but exactly. at the same time, if you to have another option.
1: Yeah, I mean I do expect the Vikings to go up a little bit just because they're going to take advantage of this Philly secondary who's been terrible. But I mean, he honestly makes me nervous. I don't want another game with him on a pitch count like last week if he's active, you know? So, I'm I'm good. Like hopefully you have like a like a Naheem Hines or something in PPR. I'll play Naheem Hines over Dalvin Cook all day this week. Now
2: is would you Okay, who would you rather start in a standard league? Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry?
1: Derek this Henry week, Derrick Henry. This week, Derrick Henry, is, which is so interesting because they're going up, they're going up against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I think Derrick Henry will have I think a Derek minimum.
2: Derrick he's a decent desperate start. Exactly, I fifteen mean,
1: carries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would agree with that. I think he's a decent desperate start. That's a, that's a good that's a good call right there. I think he's been getting he's the volume. I'm looking
2: at my lineup right now, and I'm deciding yeah. between Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. It's a PPR. And it's a PPR. Um, I. I just don't feel comfortable with Devin Cook. Me either. I mean, I... Me either. Uh, I just, I'm sorry, I Derek Henry. I just put Henry. Derek Henry in. I did it. Listen,
1: Derek Henry it. is capable of having a big it. game. You did it? I did it. Congratulations. Yeah. You probably lost either way. I probably lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm projected to win. Good. Good. I just got Mark Ingram back. I've I've been projected to lose every single game this year in my home league. Really? I'm 3-1, yeah. Uh, Say, projected to uh, win. Yeah, it's just, it's just stupid. It, it's funny, like, how people are so obsessed with those Yahoo draft grades or, like, ESPN draft <laughs> grades. It's like... Uh, dude, like I got a forty. Like in all of my drafts, I got like a thirty out of a hundred, or a D or a F. Like yeah, just I because, don't... like I go for my guys. The only way to get a good draft grade is by going by the rankings. Like,
2: and I feel like those What they do too is, um especially when you're drafting, like with in a real league. You're reaching, on guys, you're, you're who reaching
1: like. exactly.
2: And because of that, they just go by values. Exactly. So if you auto drafted, you would get like you get A plus. If you auto drafted, you get an A plus exactly.
1: because you got the best values. Yeah, so. <laughs> it goes by their rankings exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 not starting Dalvin Cook this week. I mean, missing practice on a Thursday, he's probably probably going to be a game time decision. Or yeah, I'm not feeling that at all. Not feeling Tavis Murray either. By the way.
2: Um, yeah, I have Murray as my backup. If for some reason Dalvin Cook doesn't play, I I
1: mean, we saw against I, I, the Bills. I'm still not going. Yeah, exactly. I'm still not going Dalvin Cook, honestly. I'm I'm sorry. I'm still not going Latavius Murray. I'll go Derek Henry over Latavius Murray, and that tells you what you need to know right there. Yep. <laughs> would you ever... Oh, my God. I, I would never have thought that that would happen. You know, like, looking back, if you look forward to the season, like, hey, yeah, in week five, you'll be deciding between Dalvin Cook and, and Derek Well, and I,
2: Henry. actually, before the season started, I feel like a lot of people... Were uh, optimist more optimistic about Derrick Henry?
1: Yeah, I guess so. If you look at the general, I mean, for me personally, I wasn't optimistic at all mm-hmm. um, on Derrick Henry. Uh, I was
2: of, slightly optimistic just because I just like him as a player.
1: Yeah, no. And if he had the whole backfield, like I would agree with you. But with Deion Lewis there, it was just tough for me to like, get behind him. Yeah, I, I didn't mm-hmm. think he would play this bad. I thought he would be a little better than this. I would. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for example, if he was in the fifth round, I would have taken him. But he still hasn't even returned on that value. If he was drafted in the fifth the round, right? Titans
2: fan and one of my league picked him up in the second round in a 12
1: team league. Damn, he's, probably, he's probably hurting.
2: Oh, no, he, he's hurting, but uh, he just can't reason with him.
1: <laughs> so he, he did what he wanted. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Sometimes you got to have a little fun. Uh, but in this case, it's uh, he's losing Bite now. Biting him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, we need to temper expectations on. You mentioned a couple. Uh, Devin Funches is a guy I want to temper expectations on. Um, you know you want to temper expectations whenever you're going up against a tough corner he's going up against Janoris Jenkins you know Jenkins has given up some plays this year he wasn't great last year and you know he might not explode but i think he always has a shot at scoring on any corner in the league just because of how big he is um while Greg Olsen is out now an interesting thing on Greg Olsen he's practicing today <laughs> believe it or not he's on the practice field which is crazy oh this
2: man so, needs yeah to this stay guy off the field, by the way like if foot. if
1: he is Playing this week, I'm not playing him. We saw what happened last year when he got back on the field. He didn't do that well. I think he had like mm-hmm. one good game, but especially his first game back when he has a broken foot, I'm good. I'm not trying to start that dude. Yeah. Um, and I'm still starting Devin Funches, though.
2: You know what's interesting? Um, kind of a side note. I, I realized the other day, I feel like everybody else knew this but me, but Hunter Henry's on the pup list. He's not on IR.
1: Right. He's designated to return. Yeah.
2: From an ACL injury?
1: Was it an ACL? It was he right. He tore his ACL. Well, so it wasn't a. Uh, he didn't have any other damage besides like okay. a clean. He had a clean ACL tear, so there was no other damage. So yeah, it's possible that he comes back this year. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy
2: to, to think he only misses six weeks for a torn ACL. No, 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 no. no. I mean, he did it in June or July. No, or... it
1: wasn't. It wasn't. Um, so he. I thought he was on IR. Doesn't it for return? No, there. he's on pup. He's on the pup. He's on the pup. That's, That's why I was
2: I was I was very confused because I, I thought he
1: was on the IR. Doesn't his return meaning like he'll be back like week eleven or something like that? No, he's on the pup. That's interesting. That's interesting. so I guess the the possibility there is like the hope is that maybe he'll be ready for like week eight or I week he nine. He was like uh, he was doing like drills. That's really I gotta look into I, that. I, yeah, I I'll look more into it. But you just yeah look more into that. Um, you know while I do. A quick Twitter search on Hunter Henry because Hunter Henry, be super interesting.
2: Magical ACL, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, so I see a report. Henry uh, ran fixed,
2: diagonal sprints with a brace on his right knee Friday. Um, that's amazing.
1: So I'm looking at a report right now from Fantasy Labs um, that Hunter Henry is on track to be activated from IR after Week Eight bye. Wow. Yeah. So good for Hunter. Oh. <laughs> all pick right up, so pick up his ACL <laughs> there, man. yeah goodness all right moving on Jarvis Landry is another guy I'm tempering my expectations on this week this Baltimore defense seems to be back Jimmy um, Smith is back Jimmy Smith is back they shut down Big Ben and the Steelers offense on Pitts- in Pittsburgh last week which is not an easy thing to do but in any means. Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh Um Baker Mayfield this is what I was talking about before instead of Baker Mayfield here I put Johnny Manziel oh, and, yeah. right so he's probably gonna have you know a tough time Against that's an understatement. Against this, you know, Baltimore defense. I think you know his safety blanket is Landry. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he would have been going up against Tavon Young, who's been giving up some points this year. But there was a report today that Jim Harbaugh said that they might move Brandon Carr to the inside Ooh. while Humphrey and Jimmy Smith play on the outside. Especially with Jimmy Smith, that they can exactly do that. they can do that. So that doesn't bode well for Jarvis Landry because. Brandon Carr is a pretty good corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that'll be interesting to see. Um, now, Juju Smith-Juruso had his worst game of the season last week, right, against the Ravens. He plays a slot. Um, you know, Landry, he saw 10 targets last week. He only caught four for 34. He got a touchdown that saved you. But, you know, we could be looking at a similar game this week.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that one. Yeah. Um, I what agree. I wanted to bring up is Antonio Callaway is dealing not only with injury, but... Um, I think he's re- he's receiving some consequence from the team for his actions. I think he was arrested a few months back. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was Hugh Jackson who said they're going to decrease his snaps. Right. Uh, in general, he may not be on the field. As was much it because as we'd of like. that? Though
1: you think it was because of that? I thought it was because he was just dropping balls and he just wasn't as ready.
2: Well, uh, part of that too, but yeah. uh, I, I read them both at the same time, gotcha. so I figured they went together. Yeah. Um, David Njoku had his best. Game, of, not saying much, but he had his best game of the season with Baker starting with yeah, Callaway it, banged up and Landry being covered. Is this a potential breakout game for David Njoku? I,
1: I hope so, because I drafted him everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I drafted him, he's literally I, on all of my fantasy I think that's teams. the best answer we can get. I,
2: I hope so. I mean, he's had so many opportunities. He hasn't he, had a he, drop. He issue led the this team year. last week.
1: He won catches. He led the team last week in catches. us. Uh, I don't know. Um, about it. It might have been... Was it him? Or was it Landry? It was I
2: think he only had a couple catches for N- Landry had yards. five.
1: I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Njoku had five catches last week. Oh, okay. And See, Landry had four. Um oh, awesome. so So I think... I think, on the right track. I, I don't know if it's a bounce back. I mean, this Ravens defense is tough regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think... But if there's anywhere to throw, it's yeah, looking like... That's exactly what I was thinking, you know, right? If there's somewhere to throw, it's has to be Njoku because it's going to be tough to throw against these corners. And
2: I'm pretty sure Duke Johnson also had a lot of catches. Duke Johnson was pretty productive last week. He had a... If PPR, he had, like, 15 points or something. Did
1: he really? I um, don't me... Or was it, it in your, was it in your weird scoring league? He had four catches for 45 yards. Okay. No, yeah, I did see that, which is pretty encouraging. Um, that, could, uh, that could obviously move up. But, yeah, you're right. He had 13.6 points in a standard, I was going to say a standard PPR league, but six targets, um, which is pretty good. Now, we have to keep in mind that that game was a lot longer. A lot more plays were... No, yeah, for sure. A lot more plays happened in that game. I think the Raiders got off 90 plays last week, which is absolutely crazy, which is literally like another half of football right there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so Tyreek Hill, another guy, temporary expectations on. He's going up against Jacksonville. He had two subpar games in a row, but because of that, now is the time to throw him in all of your GPP your tournament lineups in D- DFS because his ownership is probably going to be the lowest it was all season long. Um, but, you know, but he, it's a bad matchup. But, like, I would assume his ownership will be pretty low this week. So I think he's yeah, somebody... Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, no, he surprised us in the past, right? Like, mm-hmm. he had three total touchdowns against the Broncos in Denver two years ago when that defense was elite.
2: And I think just the way Tyreek Kill isn't a typical wide receiver, right? Um, Jalen Ramsey's a big guy. He right. can, and he's great at shadow coverage. He can, you know, if you have a guy like Gronk. He's big enough to knock down passes, and he's good enough to stay on the receiver um, and not let them get a distance on him. But when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, who's not only they're talking shit to each other, yep, right? Tyreek Kill's running his mouth against Ramsey already, so that's going to be interesting. Especially the size difference. Can yeah, you see it's hilarious. That? But I th- he's just a different type of
1: receiver. He and is. I
2: think I would not be surprised if Mahomes let it sling out
1: and we saw Tyreek Hill break for a Agreed. big touchdown. I think Tyreek Hill is also one of those dudes who, like, he doesn't take shit from anybody. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those dudes, like, you can't penetrate He's him. got a sh- chip. Like, he doesn't. It's unnecessary. But he has a chip on his shoulder. He does. And... And you know. he did it against the best defense in the league. I, I mentioned that Bron- – I will always remember that Denver Broncos game. Mm-hmm. He had three total touchdowns. Yep. He had a punt return, he had a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown in that game. This was two years ago with that elite defense when they had okay like, kid you know, and all those guys, right? So it can happen in any any given game.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i actually pretty high on Tyreek Hill this year. Um, definitely great play for, like you said, GPP and stuff yeah. like that. So right, exactly. look out for
1: that. Obviously, playing him in season long, I'm not going to bench this guy. But just temporary expectations. You got AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey, so just temper them. Um, Cooper Cup, you know, fresh off that monster Cooper game last week. Cup. Um, I beat someone who started Cooper Cup last week. Did you? Wow! Would you believe that? That's I, that's a tough Thursday night. I don't know if you got any sleep that night. Tough Friday, tough Saturday, but you know, going into the Sunday, it you was have to win. That's great. It that's
2: was awesome. Not a fun week of just hoping and yeah. praying that <laughs> I could come back. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, he had Cooper Cup and I ended up playing who did I play? Let's see.
1: Why is it not showing?
2: Either way, we'll just move on for that.
1: That's yeah, right. no, no. I mean, it's tough to overcome that, but you guys probably you guys probably came through. Um so this week he has a tough matchup in the slot against Justin Coleman and the Seahawks. Now, I'm okay starting him still, obviously, because they did just lose Earl Thomas, which is like the is like the guy in their defense. Without it's Earl like Thomas, the defense. they're they're a different team. They're just a totally different defense. So um, I won't be surprised still, you know, with good coverage by Justin Coleman. I wouldn't be surprised if his output levels off a little bit. Um, you know, so Coleman, he's only allowed 0.16 fantasy points per target, which is pretty good defensively. Um, QBs are barely looking his way. Um, by the way, Brandon Cooks easily has the best matchup of all three LA wide receivers against Trey Flowers on that left side. So, you know, fire him up obviously. Uh, but just a little tidbit in case you, you know, for, for DFS purposes, um, could be a good cash game play. Honestly,
2: out, out of all three of the wide receivers,
1: I think I'm lowest on Woods. You're lowest on Woods in I general.
2: Mean, uh, for, for the this season? Oh, for this particular for this game? game specifically, because I, it's a divisional game. But I think you have cup in the middle, yeah. and all you need is really one big play from Cooks, and then yeah. the drive is over. Right. right between that and then Gurley, I just think in terms of like room for receivers, like there's not going to be he's not going to need to throw right as much. They, right. This is more of a Todd Gurley. They can just give yeah, him the ball. Hundred percent. And the Seahawks have been times. struggling
1: against the run too.
2: <laughs> and I mean, what I'm saying is so true about Brent. is just one long play ruins the whole drive for all the other fantasy. Right.
1: Values, well, same thing so. for Woods, though. I mean, Woods has gotten actually the most air yards out of any of these wide receivers. They're slinging yeah, them deep. Yeah,
0: there you go. So,
1: you know, I, I think Woods is a sneaky play. Now, before that big game that he had, that two touchdown game, he had a couple weeks ago, I was trading for him because he was yeah. getting those targets. He was getting serious targets. And, you know, I was trying to get him for guys like Tal Lockett, you know, and stuff They're like that. They're all fi- top 15 wide yeah, receivers right yeah, it's now. Nuts. It's nuts. It's bananas. Um, so, Alshon Jeffrey, he's probably going to be shadowed by Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes has been up and down all season. This dude gets emotional in the middle of a game and then like we'll drop the ball for the rest of the game. <laughs> but so I'm not really too worried about that matchup. We've seen good wide receivers beat Rhodes in but the I past. But I thought what was
2: interesting is uh that Thursday night game, yeah, when Xavier Rhodes came out, right. Brandon Cooks immediately had a big play for touchdown. Yeah, no, it's true. And I think Brandon, Brandon Cooks really didn't do much of anything when Xavier Rhodes was in the game, right. and then when
1: Xavier Rhodes came out, Brandon Cooks kind of went off. And Cooks Cooks is a guy who can be taken out of a game, mm-hmm. um, and with good corners can not take him out if they're shadowing him. So it's just something. That... Cooks owners were very lucky last week. When... Yeah, no, I think so. I think, but I think, I think Cook is a pretty good. He's been playing better than he has played all year long, and I think he's been always a good wide receiver, but teams just haven't been using him like Sean Mavay is, um, which is pretty interesting because that's why he's been traded a couple times. Like, you know, they didn't they couldn't figure out what the best way to use him, and Sean Mavay, this dude, like, he just...
2: And as many times he's been traded, he's been a 1,000-yard receiver right, every single year. Right. And but this year, I feel like he just...
1: More consistent. You know, he's just he's, he's killing it every single game with more receptions. Kind of reminds me of
2: back when he was on the Saints. I mean, that was... Uh, right.
1: and, but he was used as their deep threat in, on that offense, right? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't used for his versatility. He's a good route runner. Um, he creates separation in all different types of routes. And that's how Sean Mavé is using him. They're using him all over the field. Um, yeah, I
2: think he's third in uh, receiving yards right now behind yeah. Thielen and Julio.
1: Wow, wow. So... Um, So, in that, we're talking about that Rams game. So, But I want to talk about Alshon Jeffrey real quick. So, um, I think Minnesota is going to put up some points on the Eagles through the air. They're going to take advantage of that. Um, So, I think Jeffrey can see another 10 targets in this game, even with the roads on him. So, I'm not necessarily benching him in this game. Uh, He is a bigger receiver. He can catch a touchdown over anybody. So, not really. You got through four weeks. No, I'm sorry. You got through three weeks without Jeffrey. So, if you have another option, sure. But if you if you were desperately you desperately needed him back then go ahead start jeffrey
2: yeah i don't mind playing jeffrey this
1: um doug baldwin Tyler lockett the vikings they tore up the slot against la last week the rams they're doing a decent job against slot wide receivers before that game though um i think baldwin should be fine he's russell wilson's guy lockett's gonna see a little bit more marcus peters a banged up marcus peters but he's gonna see marcus peters um uh, Roby Coleman, you know he's a good nickel corner, but you know the poten- The Seahawks will probably be down in this game, I would mm-hmm. assume, and Bob Baldwin will probably be the primary target in a comeback attempt. And
2: I think uh, Baldwin definitely needed that one cushion game to get yeah, back in. I think so. You know, I-, I feel like he wasn't targeted as much. He was just kind of like he still led the team in targets, um which was know. good. So well, like, how many do they have? I think seven. Seven. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. And I for think- for a team for a team with no other options, I mean. Yeah, that's not bad for
1: a first game back. I, I 100% agree. For a first game back, that's great,
2: honestly. And I think uh he was usable. Increase... He was
1: actually usable for fantasy and PPR yep. leagues in his first week back, which is not usually the case. Usually on the first game back injury like that, you know, you want to take a little break, but no. He came out and he was fine. Uh Corey Davis, I mentioned him earlier, he's probably going to be shadowed by TreDavious White, you know, when he lines up on the outside. Now he does, like I said, move around quite a bit, but he's on the outside about 75% of the time. So Tredavious White, he shadowed Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, and Keenan Allen. When these guys have lined up on the outside, Keenan Allen obviously lines up more most of the time in the slot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's only allowing 0.18 fantasy points per target, which is really good. And he's going that's a he's, shutdown corner. Yeah, he's going up against some good guys, right? Um,
2: I think this is a Taywan Taylor week.
1: I think so. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Matchup, uh, and you talk
2: that? about you look at the matchup just yeah. against the Bills in general, mm-hmm. and you look at their defense and how many points they're allowing. And, yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, So, you know, QBs aren't really looking in White's direction, honestly, um, compared to the other Bills corners. Now, Corey Davis leads the league in target share. Um, You know, so he'll likely see his targets. It's going to be very interesting. Um, You know, we'll likely see some balls, you know, given to him in creative scenarios. Um, But I don't think the upside is quite there this week. Um, So you still might want to consider other options in what Vegas thinks is the lowest scoring game of the week. But the target share could keep him afloat and somewhat fantasy-relevant this week. By the way, I love Corey Davis. It's just that this week is just not ideal after coming off that big week. I know you want to start him, but you, know, you kind of got to look at the matchup.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on who else you have. Um, exactly, exactly. If you can't um, afford to sit him, and I guess you can't. But...
1: Yeah, you're starting Kiki, Kiki Kuti or Corey Davis in a full PPR, if Fuller with, plays. With Fuller in, I'm starting Davis. Okay. Because I'm,
2: I'm betting on him, on um, them lining him up on different parts of the field and just his talent overall. Uh, I know, White has had success over, over other uh, receivers who have as much talent, if not more talent than Davis. But I just think the target share, and they just keep jamming it to him.
1: If uh, if Fuller, if Fuller doesn't play,
2: if Fuller doesn't play, I'm starting Cote.
1: If. Would you go Corey Davis or would you go Taywan Taylor?
2: That's that's a tricky one.
1: I think so. Um, I, I think well, I, I want
2: I want to say Davis, but I mean I, at I the same I, time, I just think Taewon Taylor's been pretty consistent over the last couple weeks, and he's, he's definitely got a better matchup than Davis does. Um,
1: and they want to get him involved too. Um, you know, they're they're crafting up plays for him as well. So, but I, I feel
2: think, like for a lot of people Taewon Taylor is still on waivers right now
1: I know I have I know. Corey
2: Davis starting and I have Taewon Taylor on waivers and it's just yeah. I have I I could probably make the bench room he
1: should be picked up you know regardless. I mean he should be picked up simply for value purposes like I have Corey Davis and Taewon Taylor on the team and I picked them up just because of value simply because you know when Rashard Matthews got cut I picked them up right away would you rather start Michael Crabtree or Taewon Taylor are we getting into our lineups this week now <laughs> I'm just
2: asking all oh I'm going Taewon
1: Taylor over Crabtree. Crabtree, he shit the bed bedlabs. I, I can't trust this dude right now. I really can't, man. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, right, let's. So, Carlos Hyde, uh, another guy I want to temper my expectations on. He's going... The Bal- so, Baltimore's only favored by three points against Cleveland, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, Vegas thinks this game... Everybody's on the Baker Ve- hype. I guess. So. I mean, Vegas thinks this game's going to be totaled at 47, which is higher than I thought it would be, unless... And I would think the Ravens just score a lot of points, but they're only favored by three points. So
2: I think I think if uh, Cleveland gets points, it's going to be on the ground.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. So like, you know, that's a good amount of scoring, you know, which I'm surprised about. So I can't see Johnny Manziel. I I did it again. You did. I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see Baker Mayfield killing it through the air. Against this Ravens defense, you he know literally they get, stopped recording, it, deleted it, it,
2: the footage, came back, and he still said Johnny. Mubelle. I said it again.
1: J- Jimmy Smith, he's back. Oh my god! Uh, so, I think you know the Ravens. They have a good run D. Also, um, I can't expect too much from Hyde. But if the implied total for Cleveland is about twenty points, someone has a score for Cleveland. And are you, you starting know, the Ravens defense? Yeah. 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 Over um, the
2: Titans defense.
1: Over the Titans' defense, um, I think so. Okay. I think the Ravens are a good enough. Because Titans are going to Buffalo. Yeah, I know. I, I like I just like the Ravens' defense in general better. So when both when two defenses are viable, I'll just go with the better defense most likely. Um, so I don't think Callis had ne- necessarily a sit this week, but I would definitely temper my expectations on a guy who hasn't necessarily been efficient, and you're kind of hoping for a goal line touchdown. Um, so. That's about it. So we we talked about sitting Dalvin Cook. And another guy that I'm sitting this week is Adrian Peterson. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, He should be good to go for Monday night. But first of all, the Saints should be able able to get out to a lead at home. So the game script isn't the best for Peterson. Secondly, the Saints have allowed a league-best 3.2 yards per carry through the first four games. So the Redskins, they're probably going to air it out. It's going to be Chris Thompson on the field a lot more than Peterson getting into this game. So I'm going to be looking for another option. So that's about it, man. Uh, did you have anything else? I think we're all set, all ready for Week Five. Yeah, okay. this, this game should be interesting tonight. Patriots getting out to big league. Oh, I'll
2: be watching. I'll have my jersey on. Would, I'm gonna wear my Edelman jersey in honor of him okay, coming back. Okay,
1: cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my uh, Jamal Adams Jets Jets jersey. You no, know, I
2: have a uh, I have a Darrelle Rivas Patriots jersey.
1: Okay, so that would what about, about do it for this episode? <laughs> I appreciate you guys uh, listening in. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. Uh, Faraz Siddiqui. I'm at Upperhand Fantasy on Instagram. Joey is at Fantasy Football Analyst, There's Fantasy Dots in Between, Football Analyst. Yes, so uh, check those out. Give us a follow. Uh, and if you can, if you're listening to this on iTunes, let us know. If you can like rate our podcast yeah. and give us five stars if you think it's good. And if you don't think it's good, please don't rate it uh that would be nice i we would appreciate that we're just trying to make a living here uh so like if we you, make any money off of this we, we, we make zero money right now we pay um, we're, we're literally in my living room right now um the chairs are comfortable yeah these are pretty comfortable um
2: but if you guys are we're actually just curious about how many people who follow us listen so if you guys are listening give us some feedback yeah positive or negative uh send us a dm on instagram send us a dm just let, us, let know. us know what you think of the podcast, what we can improve, what you yeah. guys want us to talk about, maybe like if we should answer questions, whatever. The case. If it's too long, too short, yeah. Just uh, give us any insight. I doubt you it's guys too have. short.
1: An hour and fifteen minutes? I doubt it's too short. I no, doubt it's... someone's going to be like, "Hey, like, I wish this podcast was two hours long." Can you guys just like five hour podcast. Yeah, we're always like rumble, like, 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 just we're not doing a good job at like keeping this. <laughs> keeping this like compact i feel
2: like when we both talk about topics we like to go very yeah, yeah which isn't a bad thing which is it's good a great which thing. is
1: good and like we like to get into it so which is fine we're going to probably continue to do that until we maybe, don't want to do it maybe anymore. maybe make but... it
2: more interesting we'll have to add sound effects yeah yeah exactly but
1: but either way we appreciate you guys listening uh if you have any questions you can hit us up uh but yeah thanks a lot enjoy football this weekend enjoy the game tonight go pets see ya